0: This is Evidence-Based GI, and I'm Philip Schoenfeld, Editor-in-Chief. Today, we'll be reviewing a recent publication in the Annals of Internal Medicine, which was entitled, Cold Versus Hot Snare Polypectomy for Small Colorectal Polyps, a Pragmatic Randomized Control Trial. Now, this is an important topic because there is disparity in the endoscopic guidelines. European Society of Gastrointestinal Endoscopy Guidelines only provide a weak recommendation to perform cold-snare polypectomy for small polyps, while the U.S. Multisociety Task Force for Colorectal Cancer strongly recommends the performance of cold snare polypectomy for small polyps that are less than 10 millimeters in diameter. Now, this is because cold snare polypectomy theoretically should reduce adverse events. Cold snare polypectomy is more shallow in its resection of the submucosa, while hot snare polypectomy with associated electrocautery is more likely to create a deep tissue injury, an injury that may extend all the way to the muscularis propria, where arteries are much more common and thus lead to severe delayed post-polypectomy bleeding. Although the U.S. multi Task Force strongly recommends the use of cold snare polypectomy, the references in this recommendation cite studies which demonstrate that cold snare polypectomy is as effective as hot snare polypectomy for complete resection of polyps. There has not been a randomized control trial that demonstrated. A statistically significant decrease in delayed severe post polypectomy bleeding with cold snare polypectomy versus hot snare polypectomy. That's because severe delayed post polypectomy bleeding is a rare event, especially with small polyps occurring in less than 1% of cases. Thus, a very large randomized controlled trial would be needed in order to demonstrate this difference. Thankfully, researchers from Taiwan have now demonstrated this difference in a well-designed randomized controlled trial of over 4,000 patients getting small polypectomies, during screening and surveillance colonoscopy. Specifically, the investigators did a straightforward, multi center, unblinded, randomized controlled trial of individuals from 40 years or older who were getting colonoscopy for screening or colon polyp surveillance and who had polyps that were four to 10 millimeters in diameter identified during colonoscopy. Patients were randomized to cold snare versus hot snare at the time the polyps were identified. Patients were excluded if they had inadequate bowel prep, but patients who continued on antiplatelet or anticoagulant therapy were also enrolled in the study, although this was a very small percentage of the group. Patients were interviewed by phone two and 14 days after the colonoscopy, and the primary outcome was delayed bleeding, which could be characterized as mild and which was defined as simply having some rectal bleeding with spontaneous cessation, or severe delayed bleeding, meaning that the patient had rectal bleeding associated with a decrease in hemoglobin of greater than 20 grams per liter, or that required a blood transfusion, or that required repeat colonoscopy with hemostasis. Mean procedure time and mean polypectomy time were also secondary outcomes. Finally, I'd note that it was at the discretion of the endoscopist to place a hemoclip at the time of polypectomy if they felt that a vessel was exposed or that there was bleeding that developed immediately post-polypectomy. Among the 4,270 patients with small polyps who were randomized, a significant decrease in severe delayed post-polypectomy bleeding was identified. It was 0.05% in the cold snare group versus 0.4% in the hot snare group. This produced a risk difference of 0.3%, which was statistically significant. In terms of mild delayed bleeding, which is simply some rectal bleeding with spontaneous cessation that occurred in the 14 days after the procedure, that was also significantly lower in the cold snare group at 0.3% versus 1.1% in the hot snare group. We recognize that whenever we do hot snare, that it requires some additional time to set up the equipment for the hot snare with electrocautery. So it's not surprising that we found that mean total procedure time was also significantly lower in the cold snare polypectomy group at 16.9 minutes per procedure versus 18.3 minutes in the hot snare polypectomy group, with a risk difference of about 1.3 minutes shorter procedures when cold snare polypectomy was used. I'd note one major caveat in this study, which is that hemoclips were applied quite liberally for, cold, for uh, small polyp, polypectomy in this study. In fact, uh, 27% of patients who had hot snare polypectomy had hemoclips place at the polypectomy site. And this was significantly greater than occurred in the cold snare polypectomy group, where only 19% of these polypectomies had a hemoclip placed. It's certainly possible that in this unblinded study that endoscopists who were performing hot snare polypectomy were biased, felt that these hot snare polypectomy sites were more likely to have severe delayed bleeding, and thus were more liberal about placing hemoclips. This would have only biased the study in terms of minimizing severe delayed post-polypectomy bleeding from hot snare polypectomy sites, and in fact, we still found that cold snare polypectomy significantly reduced severe delayed post-polypectomy bleeding despite the liberal use of hemoclips in the hot snare polypectomy group. In my own practice, I routinely perform cold snare polypectomy for all polyps that are 10 millimeters or less. That's because now know for sure that there's an increased risk for severe delayed post-polypectomy bleeding with hot snare polypectomy. I never use hot biopsy forceps, which have been shown to be associated with incomplete polyp resection, associated with an increased risk of post-polypectomy bleeding, but I will use cold biopsy forceps for tiny polyps of one to two millimeters in diameter if those polyps are in a difficult position to remove with a cold snare. However, I always use a jumbo forceps when I remove tiny polyps of one to two millimeters with a forceps. And finally, I always encourage my GI fellows to strive to get one to two millimeter margins of normal mucosa around the polypectomy site when they do cold snare polypectomy. This produces the characteristic side egg up appearance post polypectomy and helps ensure that we minimize incomplete resection. Thanks so much for listening and we look forward to you joining us next time.